2: Ladies and gentlemen to Roll the Roots Podcast. Um I'm I'm presenting Seb's Quiet, Jack's in the gym. It, that means it's a weekend essentially. Um we do these what we like to call exercise shows after Tottenham have done something good and uh, I think doing something good is an understatement today. Um Well uh, let's let's go live and direct to the gym where Jack is is sweating off his joy. Um how are you doing? lad, you, uh, you, you, uh, you seem as if you're sort of peddling away your, your love and admiration for the club at the minute.
1: Mate, I, I have to. I have to do this. It's like, not only does it, like, you know, fulfil the uh, ever-so-not-subtle gym brag, this also means that I can actually just not be sitting there trying not to be sick and shit myself at the same time, as often happens after these big games. <laughs> I just get so much energy that my body can't proportion it properly. And I just have to go and do this and sweat. And
2: yeah, fuck, there's nothing. Whereas the the, uh, the opposite is happening in Bath, where Seb's, you're about ready for bed, aren't you, Seb?
0: No, I've expended a week's worth of energy in an hour and a half, I think. Um,
2: By doing nothing, not moving from your show? No,
0: I just, I, uh, I, I still, I need to go for a walk or something after this. I might, I, I don't have a gym that I belong to, but I might go out and join one afterwards. Just and, so an, asp-
1: an aspirin and a lie down.
0: Yeah, man, I, 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 um, God, I'm so happy. I just, that's just, I, I, um.
2: I mean, there's no need to. We don't need to tell anybody what's just happened because if they no, listen to the it, podcast, it, they they, you, they should know. I was, it. I was
0: thinking halfway through it. You know, like I, it, there was a little bit of me thought. Actually, I I don't really like being involved in these games because <laughs> I don't like the way they make you feel. Like I, I I kind of I always envied sort of you know your Man Uniteds and your Chelseas when when they had these big games which kind of were were sort of were, were, were pivotal. Um, so I, I'm all over the place. Sorry, um, but I, I I I don't know. It's just it just takes so much out of you. It's like it's like going for a long run and then just having to. You know, I mean, uh, you
2: you say this now, but last week you were, I mean, you, you'd you uh, you caught me off guard, your balls out. You said, we'll go to City and then we'll win the league. What what, are you, what say you now, Sebastian? Yeah, I, 7, I,
0: 7, I, 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 I have faith in our team. I just don't have faith <laughs> in myself or my constitution to deal with it. That's all. That, that's all that is. I I thought...
2: Because you seemed pretty calm about it last time. Yeah. It, well, it, if, it, mate, put, it, I tried to push you on it. I tried it to... It was days away, Raj. It cracks. was
0: like five days away when we spoke about it. It didn't seem so real. And... Um, but I, I I was just so proud.
2: Did you ever doubt them? No, no, I, I must admit I, 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 I thought once we'd gone one up, I sort of I said I said to you two, and I said in another couple of chat groups that I was in with another couple of sets of mates, and I said, you know what, if they get a sniff here, then they're they're sort of gonna go, you know, the bear against Leonardo DiCaprio in that yeah, film. Yeah. That's what I imagine the rest of this game to be like. But no, I, I, the, I thought I mean they, they did have they, they did step up a gear, but we just caught them. Eric Lamella came on and <laughs> oh, jesus, jesus fucking love him of all the people so to do it
0: much. of all the people to do it and and you know what I, when I went, after that goal I, I just thought yeah two players who've been really badly treated by some factions within our fan base good there you go there's your moment there, there's do you, your do you know
1: what it said to me the way he went on and the way he just didn't give a fuck he'd been thinking if i get on this pitch i'm gonna fucking do something change the game like yeah. i'm gonna do something he just came on with that purpose and oh god. We
0: just collect, he collects, he collects the ball. Like I I I um while I was waiting for you guys to, to go on Skype, I I um I may rewatch that goal a couple of times. <laughs> and he carries the ball fully 40 yards. And it's just it's the kind of there was no hesitancy, just pick the ball up, drive towards the box. And the I don't know how many times people have seen it, but every every time you watch that through ball for Ericsson. Uh, it gets better it's just the
1: composure from Ericsson to finish uh, that as well
0: open his feet up get on his right foot and, and Joe Hart's one of the um, well I think anyway one of the um, the best one-on-one shot stoppers in, in Europe and um, he just he put it away as if he wasn't there which is uh, just, and it's just a great moment and just seeing them celebrate in the corner with our fans it's just lovely, uh, lovely. Rog,
2: does this make up for Jermaine Defoe's tours
0: I've literally forgotten that, that ever happened
1: <laughs> Raj,
2: how did you react yeah. when the goal went
1: in, mate? Because you said you were hoarse You sound a bit yeah. hoarse now
2: I um well essentially first half I sort of I I've been sat in bed watching all the football today, um because the rest of the family are downstairs watching films and that and I thought I'm I want to watch all the football today and I stayed up late last night watching the basketball so I thought I'm just going to keep myself to myself and it's better off if me and my old man don't watch this together because we get told off by sort of we get overly excited and end up shouting at each other half of the game so I thought you know if we separate ourselves we'll we'll be better off so I stayed stayed to myself and the first half because it was so tense because. I think I described it on Twitter as it being sort of like the first few rounds of a title fight, you know, where you know that nobody's really swinging, nobody's going for a knockout. They're sort of they're sizing each other up, and and Tottenham had sort of come through it better off than than City had. I think they they did for the the full ninety minutes. I think City may have had you know ten to fifteen minute spells sort of separately in the second half where they where they could have theoretically called themselves a the better team. But it was never never to the extent where Tottenham looked fully troubled. But it was just um, all that tension. I had to go for a shit at half time just to sort of literally like a, a physical expel of of the sort of the tension that was inside my body. Your Robert <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah, Robert Durst burping. It was me just sort of getting rid of whatever it was. It was a physical reaction to that emotional state I was in. And I started put I went and got myself a massive big drink. Um, Got a rum and lilt because we didn't have any ting in the house, so I had to go for lilt and you know, poured on a massive cup with ice and everything, and I sat back in bed and you know, threw my duvet over. But I literally sat like you know, the stereotypical kids watching horror films with it all the way up to my eyes. And when he took the penalty, I had my hands over my face, and it's just that you know, that almost like monotone scream that you do when something like that happens where it's just yes and at that that vigorous air fist you do and sort of to the point where after you've stopped doing it for the 10 times you have you sort of your arm feels a little bit jellyfied because you've put too much effort into it and it was um it was just the second goal i had no sort of reaction for i mean my phone started buzzing straight away because all my mates had bets on the game, and obviously you two were getting in touch, and there were all like a couple of them. Oh, were like, yeah, sorry, of. sorry like,
0: lads, I sat on my phone after that happened, so I sent you. I just sent yeah, you, you like jumbled text. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, to It's Probably a moment. pretty
2: reflective of the moment, though,
1: mate. Anyway, so but there was, yeah, it was just, there was a
0: point like in the in the second half where um where Yaya Tori hit the bar from the from a free kick, and um the ball was just sort of pinballing around in um in our box, and uh my own, my only emotional response was just to squeal throughout that entire sequence <laughs> just it's terrifying <laughs> you, man like I, I i i i i used to say that um the only two players that used to frighten me every time they touched the ball were uh cristiano ronaldo and thierry henry like you, you sit there and, and and you look down on the pitch and every time they touch the ball you would just think something could happen here and and, and aguero i know he's he's not in the greatest form but uh, Watching your side defend against Manchester City is 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 awful because there are so many players that can hurt you. and uh,
2: they were they defended admirably. No, they were, they were brilliant. They, they it's just it's the theory the of, it. of the the best defensive team in the league. They went out there and they showed it. Yeah, but it's, Dio, I mean, Dio was an absolute
1: titan.
0: Yeah, Dio Dio was brilliant.
2: Musa Dembele got skies man of the match, didn't he?
0: Yeah, we, which I I thought he was great, but I thought I, I thought um Toby Aldevaro was sort of head and shoulders. I thought he was just <laughs> <subconscious>. <laughs> if, no
2: no no. He's better still. <laughs> if there, if there's sort of one moment of doubt, there was the moment where they did equalise, and sort of there seemed to be nobody who'd tracked uh, Ian Acho who equalised. It was a beautiful goal. There's no, no stopping it as far as Hugo Lloris was concerned, and you know he was fantastic again. He made, he didn't really have any outstanding saves to make, but when there was a touch to be made or just something sensible to be done, he always seemed to be able to do it right. He led by example, as we, we always say. It wasn't sort of your. Your David De Gea, flashy saves for the camera type of performance. He just sort of he did what he had yeah. to do and, and did it admirably. The, the, the save at the
0: end. I, don't, I I want to talk about this because um, not to to do the big I am, but I am um, I played as a goalkeeper when I was a teenager when I was at school.
2: You weren't a very good one though were you? I,
0: I don't know. I was short. I was never never good. never, never headed for greatness. I don't think. But, so you guys
2: quite short. Keeper,
0: yeah, yeah he's, he's still got like four or five inches.
2: No, but like Seb's like shot for a lady as well. So
0: I am only five foot ten, it's true. But what I will say is one of the hardest things to do is it's not shot stopping and that kind of stuff. And you know, cross is difficult, but when he makes that intervention at the end, he covers the entire width of his goal in uh, in a heartbeat. And um, and not only is it an incredibly brave bit of goalkeeping because he knows he's going to get clattered by Otamendi at the back post but very few player, very few goalkeepers make the distance to 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 prevent an equalizer and i, I was just and through st- that he staggering. manages to get the
2: telling touch as well doesn't yeah, it? yeah
0: he he without that they equalize um and they mm. nearly did anyway cuz of david silver but uh, honestly it's one of the, the I, I don't know whether you classify it truly as a save it's one of the best bits of goalkeeping i've ever seen from a tottenham goalkeeper that, that was, and and for for a tottenham goalkeeper to do that at that moment like when you know, where, where, when times, when the game is online and and when it's being decided, that's when our club folds in on itself and players fuck up and players do shit stuff, and then to see our goalkeeper win us the game basically in that moment, it's just like, yeah, fuck all of you, basically. Or that you're not um, taking the points away.
2: <laughs> There's um. Obviously, it'd be sort of none of us are in the mood to sort of dwell on any negatives, but it would be remiss of us not to mention any of the the sort of the 50 50 moments. Um, if we, start I don't remember with, any, mate. <laughs> if we start with with the penalty, the handball, um, if that was the other way around, I'd have been spitting feathers. I'd have been uh, massively annoyed. I mean, over the course of ninety minutes, I think we we were two one better than Manchester City were uh, as far as the penalty is concerned. I think it was. No a highly questionable decision amongst several highly questionable decisions. Um, the first half was very strange. It almost seems as if Mark Clattenburg was, you know, scared to uh, produce a card. And, and it was only right at the very end that Eric Dyer got one and very rightly complained that, you know, how come I get one after one slightly late one when, you know, City have had a few, but there was, uh, he sort of evened it up after the second half and gave company one as well. But, where do you stand on the, the penalty? I mean, nobody's bothered that it was given because we scored it, but it wasn't a penalty, was no, it? No, it's a joke.
1: It wasn't a penalty at all. I mean, I think as well, they can feel pretty annoyed. Some of those offsides they were getting in the second half were farcical. That linesman well.
2: looked like Dan Jarvis, didn't he? Yeah.
1: It was, a. Uh, I think they can feel hard done by it, but at the same time, I don't care. And also, like you say, it's, we were the better team over the 90 minutes and, I think we were a 2-1 better team. So, you know, we've had those performances go against us for years. That's, that's yeah. the thing, Jack. Exactly
0: that. Like, how many times have we been done in Manchester by well, by Mark Clattenburg? He was the referee in the Pedro Mendes game, I think, if memory serves me right. How many times... So
1: do, do we remember the time when Balotelli stamped on Scott Parker? Oh, sorry.
0: Head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was Howard Webb for that game. Um, Balotelli did that. But then, you know, how many times at these grounds have we... You know, remember when uh, Robbie Keane ran through on Chelsea's goal at Stamford Bridge and Carvalho hacked him down? You get nothing. And we've, we've, we've taken it for years. And I there are a lot of City fans who I get on with and I feel sorry for them because it, it wasn't a penalty. But the other part of me... No, just, you don't. Yeah, the other no, part of me things, fuck it. We're owed one. We'll take it. I don't... And I'm looking at Twitter as we record this and it's full of people going, oh, well, you know, um, and, and, and sort of trying to kind of asterisk the win. But, you know, there was none of that when you know how how many, how many times have have games been irreversibly changed by by decisions that we haven't um haven't got and i i i don't care i mean how, how can you care about that you know it's just we we like Raj said we we were we we were the better team actually we played better um we were owed a moment like that and it's it's so bad.
2: okay not, um, it's not our problem is it really yeah <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect us to say anything else about the penalty, to be honest. Uh, the goal we conceded, uh, Ian actually was left pretty much free. Um, Twitter seemed to blame Dembele for not following in. Um, Kevin Wimmer, for some reason, seemed to follow Sergio Aguero when um, Toby Alderweireld seemed to have that area of the pitch covered. Do you think... I mean, I text you sort of in the heat of the moment, probably slightly rashly, and said that Jan Vertonghen would have probably got there because he might have... Trusted Alderweireld to to stand his ground a bit more and maybe wouldn't have followed. Um, obviously, it, it means nothing now. We won the game. It's you know it's you know it's sort of it's negligible and it's, it's probably harsh just that picking over moments like that in such a good game. But where did what what did you think in in the moment about that goal? Which one of us? You can start, Seb. If you. I want. thought
0: it was a really good goal. I thought they just cut us open brutally. I thought like, the, the way we played. Um,
2: Do you not think it was... It was. Uh, yeah, yeah, but
0: of course, but like, I, I think that there's a time and a place. I mean, okay, maybe it would be a little bit harsher if we hadn't gone and won the game later, but I think sometimes, I don't think every goal needs to have a a, a villain. I think... Um,
2: not a villain, perhaps, but there is... There, a, it was there, preventable. You, you, there's but, always a post-mortem. Of, post of not course, yeah. And no, I don't course. disagree
0: with that. And of course, you, I, I think maybe um, uh, there was obviously a little bit too much space um, in front of the centre-halves and that's going to fall under a deep midfielder's remit. But then... Uh great ball, um, I think from uh Guy and a terrific finish from Inacho and, and sometimes you just say, All right, that's too good. Um and given the intensity with which we close opponents down and which with which with which we press and the amount of effort we put into every game, especially on an occasion like that, sometimes that's gonna happen. And um, you know, uh Brilliant goal, well taken, uh, but ultimately incidental because they lost.
1: I mean, Wimmer, Wimmer's been quite shaky, I think. I think he was a little bit shaky today. But, you know, he is still inexperienced. We knew these things were going to happen. I mean, even Eric Dyer, when he first came into the team, he had a few howlers. He's just adapting to the pace, isn't it, really? And he's playing against the best attack in the league, arguably, as well. Today, he seems so. a bit
2: chunkier than Jan Vertonghen as well. Uh, there was yeah, actually, it's
1: funny you say that, there was a whole piece today, um, or a couple of days ago, about how Pochettino wanted him to shed a lot of body fat before he was willing to put him in the team. Because apparently his diet at his previous club was terrible.
2: <laughs> Cologne, what, did they just have currywurst at all well, I,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think so, but like uh, Pochettino was demanding that a uh, nutritionist was with him at all times. To cook his food for him or something, <laughs> holding his
2: hand, yeah, just pushing him away from McDonald's. Yeah,
0: he well, he lives by himself, so Tottenham, um, Tottenham allow him to take food home now. Um, and he, like Jack was saying, he in his interview he said he sort of like he's halved his body fat since he arrived in England, which is great. But you know, he, yeah, I thought he was, I thought, I, I thought Wimmer was great. I um,
2: has he got slimmer of the month? though. No, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, uh, you know,
0: all, all things considered, I mean, given that. Sort of Vatong and Aldevar has been the one constant in the side all the way through the season. For him to come in, um, and well, first of all, that the Ian actual goal was the first goal he's conceded in the Premier League that he's been on the field whilst conceded. And I, I just thought a lot of his a lot of his distribution was very good. He, I mean, he's got quite a nice passing range, and most of his defending was excellent. And I, I just, I, it's a big step up. To say to someone right you're you know having played against uh he played he played against Watford didn't he, and he played half against I want to say Norwich I might be wrong about that but then to go to the Etihad and play against Sergio Aguero and David Silva and Yaya Torre and 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 to, to perform pretty well I think that's that's um that that's pretty from all uh, you know in terms of you know how the how the club have prepared him and and sort of how the players around him have protected him. I just think it's all round good job, um, and because um, he was the one that I think we were afraid of because he he was inexperienced and he hadn't really had much Premier League game time and he hadn't been exposed to the pace of it. But he was he was
2: excellent.
1: I thought Carl Walker had a few moments defensively. Yeah.
2: yeah. Any in particular?
1: Second half. Um, I can't really call out any, but I just remember seeing stuff.
2: <laughs> How long have you been on? <laughs> How long have you been on that bike now? <laughs> oh,
1: just a big Twenty-seven bike. minutes.
2: Twenty-seven minutes, Jesus! You sound like you've been on uh, doing a marathon, mid Tour de France. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm in the uphill you wanna start, stage.
2: You want to start spinning your blood? All right. Um, what else can we talk about? We've talked about the winner. We've we talked about the opening goal. Uh, yeah, we have because we talked about the penalty. We talked about I'm a bit all over the place, to be honest. Though. I mean, um, I think that's okay. Talked, I think that's all right. What about yeah.
1: Sun? I didn't think he was that great today, personally.
2: I don't think you can really blame anyone, to be honest. They all seem to do do their jobs quite a lot. There was nobody I'd I'd pick out. I think the way in which... I think the substitutions are worth um, pointing out because I actually think to go away to Manchester City when they've got a midfield of what, Fernando Fernandinho and Yaya Torre, and then stick on Tom Carroll, who looks like a prepubescent boy, and for him to stick himself about and do a job... He's fantastic. Well, like, I think yeah. that
0: was really smart management. In that he'd seen they, they they'd taken off uh, Fernandinho um, to get that extra man up front in Inacho, and it was a good response because I don't think I don't
2: th- you got the extra body exactly.
0: Midfield. I don't think with um I don't had, had Tom Kerr not been on the pitch and had we not had that extra body, I don't think we'd have had the impetus to go forward and, and win the game. No. And, um because you know we, we wouldn't. We 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 would have just conceded possession and sunk deeper and deeper into our own half, and I. I
2: it was only the two subs, wasn't it? It was Tom Carroll and, and Lamella. Yeah, yeah. And both of them turned out to be decisive. Yeah,
0: and I, yeah, God, I love that Lamella moment.
2: If you flip the the Lamella and the Sun substitution, so you sort of, if Lamella starts the game and Sun comes on, I don't think they have the same impact.
0: I agree. I agree. I. And there yeah, was I actually
2: Chad. Uh, Chadley came on later on as well. Uh, let let's, let's forget. He, he he seems to be sort of deputising for Kane every now and then. Harry Kane, by the way, scored his penalty. But there were several points in which he would press one player, jump straight into the second, and then onto a third, and perhaps even a fourth. And he'd push City 20, 30 yards back in the process.
0: Sorry, mate. I, I was I was just watching a Vine of Larissa's save. I wasn't listening to you.
2: Oh, thanks for no, I mean, come giving on. your it's podcast full and complete attention. No, far enough. It's not exceptional circumstances. It it's appalling behavior. It's say, say,
0: ask again. I promise I'll listen.
2: I was saying <laughs> that there were several times in which Harry Kane pressed not in the Do you ever, man, ever deviate but, you
0: know... from this this gear in your personality? Is there is, is there anything this this sort of this robust, organizing, you know, highly professional side?
2: No. No. No, I'm, I wouldn't call myself highly professional. I would just call myself uh, um, irritated. Highly retentive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, you know, I was. I was always captain at rugby. I was always the one that, if you did schoolwork in a group, I'd be the one that was always asked to be group leader and stuff like. that. I'm a control freak. At the end of the day, I think I get it from my mother. But you know, it has its pluses and minuses. I have to whip you two into shape. We'd be talking about. But well, the self-service checkouts for half an hour, if you but have had like you to. self Self-service is an important part of modern living. Uh, let's not go there today. we got big numbers on that, mate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> yeah, the, still email me about that segment. You know, ask,
2: uh, What, from, from like care homes going, yeah, I really struggle with hearing them as well, too. Yeah, numbers
0: are numbers, Rog. doesn't matter where they come yeah. from. Don't discriminate.
2: Yeah, Arsenal fan TV get numbers. I don't think that's what you're <laughs> after. Wow,
0: that's cold. I believe um you did that, all right.
1: Five
2: things we learned about today, lads.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, is there anything? Good refereeing any, any, is
0: overrated. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is there? Is there anything you guys? Because I mean, I've, I've watched quite a lot of Championship football this season, so bad refereeing doesn't seem to shock me as much as it used to. Because if you think the football's bad in the Championship, you want to see the state of the refs. But um, what do you think? Is, is there anything you two specifically want to point out and talk about that I haven't brought up? Um, no. That isn't self-service checkouts.
0: Uh, Danny Rose is brilliant. I've said a lot of negative things about Danny Rose on this podcast before. And um, the block from the block was like a scene um, from platoon. I mean, it was, (laughs) it was just like heroic. And I I just, I love just gets his hands out of the way, fully prepared to take the ball. I, I can't remember who was volleying it, but whoever it was prepared to take the volley full in the face and I just think that's that summed up the day and
1: I was at the face I thought it was in the Gingans but
0: I thought it, I, I, <laughs> it might have been everything I don't know he just it, it looked like it killed him at the time Um but I just thought yeah you're a proper, proper Tottenham boy I love it
2: have you guys had a look at the upcoming fixtures at all have you, have you had a peep forward to see what's upcoming because I mean Swansea at home we've...
0: yeah uh, I, I know we've got the FA Cup next weekend against um Malanpardi.
2: Yeah. We've got we've got Thursday night we're away in Fiorentina. Yeah. Sunday we're at home against Palace. So that's two cup games. And then we've got Fiorentina again on the Thursday. So that's three cup games on the trot. Um and then on the Sunday we've got Swansea at home. So that's our next what is that 2 weeks till our next? Yeah, well, it's, on, it's on the 28th of
0: February. Um and that's interestingly enough uh not to bring them into it but that's uh on that same day Arsenal go to Old Trafford. Um, so we
2: with Louis Van Hal fighting for his job. Louis
0: Van Hal fighting for his job, but I tell you what, I don't think I'd ever one. back Arsenal to win. Up
2: midweek, that. midweek, Wednesday, second of March, West Ham away, yeah. last ever derby at their place. They're playing very well at the moment. Dimitri Payet should be fit for that. That's um dead enjoy. Yeah, well that that week's massive,
0: mate. Because I think it's either the Saturday or Sunday of that week. Got the we've derby. got Arsenal yeah. as well. We've, um, we've got
2: Arsenal right. That's after. horrible. I'm not going to be able to watch that. You know what? The you know the Arsenal at home game, yeah. that is my version of what City was to you. I think we're going to walk that comfortably. I think. Yeah, no, you know, players... you know
0: what, you know, what, I, I, I'm, I'm all for this kind of um bravado. You know that I am, but I'm, no, not, I'm but not. I'm not ready I'm to talk one, about the Derby yet. Let's just.
2: I know, but I'm the one that's usually usually the one that sort of is the tentative one, but sort of I've had that one in me sort of eyesight for a, a few weeks now, if not months. And I've been thinking, just judging the way the way their players act in clutch time, their ass has gone. I mean, fair enough beating a ten man Leicester City is one I don't thing think them sort not of very good today. I I thought yeah I, I No they weren't well, but I think I think our players know what it is to play in a derby. I think I don't think they've beaten us with Pochettino in charge just because we we treat it like a Derby in this team and if anything is is sort of is countable or sort of you can rely on anything it's the fact that they're going to turn up that day and i think we 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 will comfortably bat them off i I, mean, I, hope not so. talking... I hate them so much I mean that. I think that's the day that sort of, I think that's the celebration day for Pochettino, and I've been thinking it for a while, but I've not, I've not been confident enough to say it. But because, um, because sort of a few of my cousins and that that live down your way are, are Arsenal fans and stuff, we've been obviously have that that back and forth about it, and even they concede that they don't think their team has has got the material that it takes to go to, you know, White Hart Lane. And I'm putting a shift that's required. I agree.
0: Uh, not to interrupt this with something irrelevant, but um, a uh, deleted tweet from Jolie and Lescott's account has just surfaced on Twitter saying, um, this is obviously uh, in the aftermath of losing 6-0 at home to Liverpool. Uh, he tweeted, get stuffed with the abuse. We all gave 100%. I'm going to go home to my model wife, big house, cars, and I'm going to count my money.
2: Christ, what a bug.
1: <laughs> I'm prone for bankruptcy.
2: Oh God! It's not really what you want to hear when you've done six 0 and you're on your way to the championship. Jesus,
0: can you imagine? He's deleted sack it. Sack but... him!
2: Sack
1: him!
0: Oh, actually, you know what? I I don't disagree with that. I would probably sack him for that. I, I just you you, you, you you that's the the kind of the it's like figuratively rubbing your balls in the supporters' faces, I mean it's just awful. I don't count.
1: I know I know it sounds like your typical kind of hot-headed.
0: Yeah, but a big I,
1: opinion on Twitter, him. sack him. Get
0: him yeah, out of the yeah, yeah, I, I would too. I just think that's poisonous. Uh, I,
2: I, is it? Is it an actual? Is it a real thing, or is it a Photoshop?
0: No, no. He really he's deleted it since, and he actually um, he posted a picture of one of his cars. He's deleted it, but <laughs> someone um, someone has managed to screen grab it. It's not a Photoshop. It's because
2: um, you, you have to be you have to take these things with a pinch of salt in these days. Because obviously, if I...
1: normally being a little extra can be a bit much.
2: Anyone knows that the power of Photoshop, so it's you. And the of times you've, had a, you've had a blue dildo uh, superimposed on your face.
0: Oh, Again and again by the two of you. Yeah.
2: Um, right. Let's not lose track too much because M- obviously that's not what props, what, what today is about. Um, <laughs> what? Um, See you, Kevin. What, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: What else have we um, have we got to discuss? I mean, Jackie, yes or no? Our I, I, I Tottenham Hotspur. Sco- I, I can't even fucking speak this. Rums getting into my head. <laughs> Are Tottenham Hotspur going to win the league, Jack hussey No. <laughs> That's nice and positive, mate. Well well done for staying on me. Sorry, thoughts. I can't I can't say it. Who, I just who are gonna win the league? Who's gonna win the league? Arsenal. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, let's not go back to Jack. I think the the sweat you need to rehydrate, mate, because your your brain's going funny. Um Seb. I obviously, know that you're going to say yes, but are we going to win the league? Yep. Yes, we are. Who do you think will win the league if we don't? Thank God. No, I, I, no, I, I, I I'm not
0: being. I'm, I'm not. Do you think? Okay, here's that's another that's question. Sacred. I genuinely believe.
2: Yeah, I know I'm what you're what going, going to say. say, so I don't want to hear you say okay. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've um. We're 10 points clear of fifth place now and we're, what, second in the league. Yep. Um, I, I've i maintained for the, what, we've got 12 games last of the season. So for the entirety of the season, when everyone's been saying sort of, when everyone's had top four in the sites, you know, when everyone's been posting one club, top four is our everything memes and, and whatnot. Um, we've maintained, I think, collectively quite for a while. I think maybe uh, one of us quietly has, deviated from this path and I'll let him speak in a minute but we've quietly maintained that sort of it's unfair to move the goalposts on a club because they're doing better than expected and obviously I don't think we any of us would sort of you know throw our metaphorical season tickets at them should they sort of fall off the pace now because obviously uh, course not. The, of course not. the cup games will take their toll. There's there's lots of things to happen. Now there is effectively a third of a season left if you if you look at it in terms of matches, especially if they kick on in the in both cup competitions, there's there's a lot more cup games to play. There's probably not a, a spare weekend or a midweek up until May now, um, realistically, given what could happen and, and what may happen, especially if they carry on in this form. But that said, Seb, would you be disappointed if they don't finish comfortably in the top four?
0: In the top four? I, I, well, yeah, I would be. But I mean, that's not... I don't think that's a case of changing your expectations. I just think that's kind of league table pragmatism. You know, I, I look at... It's not about what i expect of us do you think it's
2: a fail do you think it's a failure if they don't finish Uh,
0: i would think it would be bizarre i I don't know i I don't use words like (laughs) failure because i don't think at the moment you can you can
2: but that's the rhetoric that will be be built i mean obviously we we we, you know but those things have a knock-on effect do they not they
0: they do but i i i don't i don't care i don't care for the rhetoric because that that's just a sort of that's a an unquantifiable aspect of football you can't remove it so it's just it's just going to be there what i say is that um not only are we 10 points clear of fifth, but look at the size we are actually in that part of the table. Southampton are playing really well. Manchester United are dreadful. Uh, West Ham are West Ham. You know, it, it it's it would take something quite strange for us to not finish in the top four. I mean, I, I don't want to use words like failure, Raj, right because those kind of words don't belong in a conversation about the season we're having. Um <laughs> I,
2: they don't, and I completely agree with that. But inevitably, if something bizarre were to happen, that would be the first. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd, be, would it'd be
0: very disappointing. Of course, it would be. But I I I don't I don't entertain it because I just I can't see it happening. I mean, our form made sure. It's, but it's I, fourth, is
2: fourth is fourth place the minimum you expect then at the end of the season?
0: Mate, I, I I'm not an expectations guy. You know this. I I don't I.
2: Okay, I mean, if if Tottenham were if Tottenham were another club, they weren't the club that you support. As you were analysing yeah. them as a football writer, yeah. somebody asked you, where do you feasibly expect this club to finish, and where is the lowest you would set their yeah, bar? Yeah, first and fourth. As to say that they've had a successful season. First and fourth,
0: yeah, absolutely. But it's it's different because you you can't help but treat your own club differently. Um, and I don't, you know, my my attachment to Spurs is is to enjoy the games and to enjoy them individually. And oh God, I'd i i I'd, I'd love to win the league. Um, it would. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what would happen to me afterwards because I. I don't know where I could go as a fan then. What what it would what it would do to me potentially. But. Um,
2: I've, um, I've got a mate. that's a Leicester fan, and uh, he was saying the other day. He goes, "You know what? If if something bizarre happens and we win the league, I don't care. They could go down to the conference and nobody's could, taking that Premier League it. offers.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and that uh, you know what? I I share that opinion. I got totally. If it happens now, I do not care what happens. They've and I know people get annoyed when I get on my har house, but look at the club and look at the team that they've got there. That they're they are children, essentially, in a footballing sense of the word. What Christian Eriksen turned 24 years old today. He's not in his prime yet. We've got uh, one of our signings of the season is is Delia Lee, who's still a child. He's he's so young, he's one of the first generation of footballers now where sort of his own picture phone things are coming out about him. Because, you know, players that had born before that didn't have access to these type of things. That's sort of the generation of mm-hmm. of man that he is from. He's, you know, there's probably still a Bebo page in an MSN addy floating around for Delhi League somewhere. Um, they've bought, been bought for negligible fees, largely. And even if they were bought for inflated fees, it was because the club had the money to spend. There's, I saw the other day that chart that was released of, you know, every single club in the league had their sort of was it profit and loss and, and net spend or whatever um, sort of shared and the only one that had a positive one was us everyone else had sort of spent as much as they didn't or hadn't made any money had sort of been in the red and the clubs that we've played and beaten are, are, are much like that Stoke City and and sort of um, uh, Manchester City are some of the worst offenders. Uh, United as well because the amount of money they just hemorrhage we are uh, sustainable to the very core. And if the narrative around Leicester wasn't there and their sort of fairy tale season, it's I wouldn't want to use the word fairy tale because it seems a bit corny, but this is it's an advert for how to win and win in a proper way and a proper manner. And I think that's that means more to me. And that is the real success of this season to me, more than anything else. Because if we were to do this further down the line in a new stadium or with new owners People would always point to that as the reason as to why we were in the position we're in. And the reason we're in the position we're in is because we have a coach who has coached players that want to play for the club and want to play for the crest that is on that shirt. And that's why they're wearing the position we're in. And I don't think there is anything that brings a fan more satisfaction than being able to say and know that. Yeah, spot on. Absolutely. (laughs)
1: You've hit the nail on the head, mate. Like, it's just, it's everything, isn't it? It's, I'm so happy we're doing this before the stadium's built and people can say, oh, well, you know, Spurs have got this massive stadium. They've got whatever, NFL money. We've got whoever, some American owner that's put loads of money into us, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's the project again. It's just it's what Joel was building towards that got derailed when Carrick went, when Berbatov went, when, you know, when Modric left us, when Bale left us. It's like, it's all come at once now. We've got that even spread across the the whole squad we've got players in every position that we've built up that it's just all there everything's there it's like we've we've tried and we've come close with the model so many times different types of managers yeah but the same model always a sustainable growth uh, you know we've had some big transfers put in there here and there but still again nothing comparable to the likes of Chelsea even Arsenal to be honest the wages they throw at players and it's just It's happened this time. This is it. Like it's Levy's kind of, in some respects, stuck to his guns, and I still don't think we probably give him enough credit for that. You know, it. it, 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 Like I say, the management style's always been different, but the model's always been the same. And it's, I don't know. It's just it's. It's like you say in terms of narrative and stuff. Leicester are great. You know, they are. They're Rocky Balboa. They're the guys that kind of built themselves up and they're punching against like Apollo Creed. But you know, I don't care about that really. I, I, you know, I think it's great if we don't win it, if Arsenal don't win it, if Leicester win it. Cool, fine, that's great. It's a nice story. It's something different. But what we have at Spurs is like it's, it's just it's something else. It's amazing. And like uh, equally, equally as much as Leicester winning the league, I don't think there's another Premier League story aside from Manchester United. To be fair, early days Man United. Yeah, that is similar to Spurs. in in terms of winning the league in this fashion there just isn't I suppose Man United is the closest closest possible thing
2: and even when Manchester United did it it wasn't in the same sort of landscape as what Tottenham are doing it with them they they didn't have the the financial institutions ahead of them that that we have as stumbling blocks currently no but
1: I mean Blackburn was the closest thing and that's you know not even they were
2: were sort of proto city weren't they Yeah. yeah with what was it Jack Walker's money
1: I think even relatively speaking they weren't as doped as the teams are nowadays either so
0: yeah the, I mean the spending was I mean the spending was large you know contextually for the times I mean they they did spend a lot of money I mean when they signed uh, Alan Shearer from Southampton that was quite a lot of money for three million quid but it's not you know it's not a kind of it's not as pronounced a disadvantage as everybody else has been at for the last 15 20 years um, and it's it, the, the 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 patterns aren't quite as cynical as Jack said.
1: I just think yeah. one of the things that it sticks out for me is I just think there's that I don't know there's that there's that lovely irony to us beating city like when we beat them for four that time and beating them again today amidst kind of like their troubles which are mainly caused by off pitch stuff you know the stuff with Pep Guardiola the stuff with Yaya Touré that seems to be going on that it's just like okay yeah you know you can buy this money you can build yourself an academy you can buy this money you can buy these players with big money <laughs> but ultimately you know whatever project you think you're building when you're buying these huge players they're just mercenaries they are just mercenaries and we've we found that out the hard way ourselves the magnificent seven summer when we brought in all those players you could see people like Polinio, like he didn't give a shit you know like and the fact we have this team this squad this togetherness like it's it's just so organic it's you know, these lads know they're there. Like you were saying, Raj, they're playing for the shirt. They're playing for the badge. And it matters to them. And you can see it really matters to them. And it's not to say it doesn't matter for players who are being paid big money. It's, you know, it's a facile argument. But it's just, it is different. These lads are all playing for each other. And I know we talk about these romances and stuff like it's a bit of a laugh. But that shit's really important. You see that, that partnership that, like, Dyer and Ali have on and off the pitch and that's echoed throughout the squad with so many of our players that it's just it's something very real and it's I don't know I feel like crying like I can't it's yeah. just it's amazing I love supporting this well, it's team a great, at the moment.
0: I wouldn't swap this team for the world now it's just, no, it's not one of them it's just and I and I, I don't care that there are more talented players I think even or, the
2: weakest members of them contribute what they're supposed to contribute yeah but
0: you you kind of it again it's another unquantifiable thing but that are so many intangible there's so much intangible value to it. It's a, a team that you can almost reach out and touch. And um, I know we must all we we must bore every other fan base in the country with this stuff. But you know, God, we we've had to put up with some shitty teams. Not in terms of necessarily their ability, but their attitudes and and you know their their mentality towards not only us but playing for the club itself. It's been pretty intolerable for quite a long time. And um, it, yeah, it's just it's alien in a, just a wonderful way. It's brilliant. Let's kill it. Let's course, let's I'd... kill it because it's an extra slice, and um, I want to go and watch
2: some of the bits of that game again.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I was gonna, I was gonna just say. I mean, the last time I sort of saw a team who hadn't won anything for a while sort of stumble across this mixture of the right sort of signings and their own homegrown core was. The Rhinos in two thousand and four and they went on to have ten years of unprecedented success in a league where other clubs spent more money than they did. And when I you know I was talking Jesus, about Kevin I've Seville, seen your a lot, score from today. Yeah, they got absolutely walloped, but you How know, did that happened. They've they've got no players, but they, you know, let's not digress. Um,
0: 56-12 to witness.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've got no hooker and okay. our captains injured, um and things like that, but you know, um, but we'll
0: save that for tomorrow you know, that one
2: but, yeah, yeah when when you know kevin sinfield started captaining the side when he was 23 and you know um they all came through together and they were teenagers essentially they could have all gone to other places for more money but decided to stay together for less money because it's a salary cap sport and that's what that 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 want to win together is what I see replicated at Spurs and having experienced it in one sport. And I think there are, there are a few things that are transferable between sports, but I think the, the sort of psychology of winning is something that, uh, it, you know, it works all the time. There's a reason that Sir Alex Ferguson gives management lectures at Harvard. It's because those skills are, are things that work no matter what you're doing. And I think that's something that I can see reflect in today's Tottenham Hotspur side. Um, that they're doing things that people don't expect them to do because there's just a greater level of unity there than yeah. there is elsewhere.
0: Uh, on it, yeah, I on fucking
1: me. love Pochettino.
0: Oh, uh, guys, on a on a, on a on a fun end point, I uh, guess who the uh, guest summariser is on Match the Day 2 tonight.
1: Please just don't get... see him right.
0: Oh, better, mate. Much better. Think think more hated. Like... No, obviously not. Tim Sherwood.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be watching bankrupt Spurs' feed with uh, <laughs> with interest.
2: Right, I think that's that's about us done. It's a nice forty forty five minutes or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, we'll we we'll How long have you been on the uh, the the bike now, Jacko? Have you moved?
1: I've jumped off now. I did my forty minutes on the bike, and I'm uh, going to go pump some pumps some iron now, bro. <laughs>
2: You you go and lift those fives, mate. Don't don't give yourself a hernia. Um, Seb, yes. anything planned for the evening? You're gonna give yourself a hot towel wash down and sit on down on the uh, sofa. Sadly,
0: and... I have got work to do. I got some columns to do tomorrow, so I'm gonna. I I, I don't really want to do them at all because I just want to.
2: Oh, I've, I've managed to. You, read you know what my work means, do
1: It's his. Uh, that's aubergine emoji question mark. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> <when it hits. laughs>
2: The la- the ladies of Bath are going to be questioning why he shouts Cain as he <laughs> completes. <laughs> son <Eric-son. laughs> uh. Happy birthday! <laughs> uh. oh, that's not a thought that I wanted to have, to be honest, but there you go. Brilliant. As dust shoots out from the end of his uh, <laughs> member. Um, right. Um, do you want to say goodbye, Seb? bye, everyone. Do you want to say goodbye, Jack? Goodbye, Jack. Uh, do it properly, mate. We're not. It's not fucking soccer, am.
1: <laughs> Wee, lads!
0: Where's the soccer at? Let's get her on. Wait. Yeah, see you later. I said, go, the the week you've had mate, I don't think you can do that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. No, we'll
1: save that for Tuesday's show. <laughs> yeah, we'll,
2: yeah, we'll talk about Jack. That's a whole
1: uh, other beast entirely.
2: <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Yeah, beast is the word, you big misogynist. Right. <laughs> um... We'll uh we'll see you midweek, uh Tira.
1: Yeah, spot on, absolutely. You've hit the nail on the head, mate. Like it's just it's everything, isn't it? It's I'm so happy we're doing this before the stadium's built and people can say, oh well, you know, Spurs have got this massive stadium. They've got whatever NFL money. We've got whoever, some American owner that's put loads of money into us. Blah 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 blah. It's like it's the project again. It's just it's what Yol was building towards that got derailed when Carrick went, when Berbatov went, when you know when Modric left us, when Bale left us. It's like it's all come at once now. We've got that even spread across the the whole squad. We've got players in every position that we've built up that. It's just all there. Everything's there. It's like we've we've tried and we've come close with the model. So many times, different types of managers, yeah, but the same model always, the sustainable growth. Uh, you know, we've had some big transfers put in there, here and there, but still, again, nothing comparable to the likes of Chelsea. Even Arsenal, to be honest, the wages they throw at players. And it's just, it's happened this time. This is it. Like it's it, it, Levy's kind of, in some respects, stuck to his guns, and I still don't think we probably give him enough credit for that you know it it, it it like i say the management style's always been different but the model's always been the same and it's i don't know it's just it's it's like you say in terms of narrative and stuff leicester are great you know they are they're rocky balboa they're the guys that kind of built themselves up and they're punching against like apollo creed but you know, I don't care about that, really. I, I, you know, I think it's great if we don't win it, if Arsenal don't win it. If Leicester win it, cool, fine, that's great. It's a nice story, it's something different. But what we have at Spurs is, like, it's it's just it's something else. It's amazing. And, like, uh, equally equally as much as Leicester winning the league, I don't think there's another Premier League story. Aside from Manchester United, to be fair, early days Man United. Yeah. That is similar to Spurs. In, in terms of winning the league in this fashion. There just isn't. I suppose Man United is the closest, closest possible thing.
2: And even when Manchester United did it, it wasn't in the same sort of landscape as what Tottenham are doing it with them. They, they didn't have the the financial institutions ahead of them that, that we have as stumbling blocks currently. No,
1: but I mean Blackburn was the closest thing and that's you know, not even they, were,
2: they were sort of Proto City, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. With what was it, Jack Walker's money.
1: I think even relatively speaking, they weren't as doped as the teams are nowadays either. So yeah,
0: the, I mean the spending was—I mean the spending was large, you know, contextually for the times. I mean they, they did spend a lot of money. I mean when they signed uh, Alan Shearer from Southampton, that was quite a lot of money for three million quid. But it's not—you know—it's not a kind of—it's not as pronounced a disadvantage as everybody else has been at for the last 15, 20 years. Um, and it's it, the, the 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 patterns aren't quite as cynical as Jack said.
1: I just think yeah. one of the things that it sticks out for me is I just think there's that, I don't know, there's that there's that lovely irony to us beating City, like when we beat them for fourth that time and beating them again today amidst kind of like their troubles, which are mainly caused by off-pitch stuff, you know, the stuff with Pep Guardiola, the stuff with Yaya Toure that seems to be going on, that it's just like, okay, yeah, you know, you can buy this money, you can build yourself an academy, you can buy this money, you can buy these players with big money. <laughs> but ultimately you know whatever project you think you're building when you're buying these huge players they're just mercenaries they are just mercenaries and we've we've found that out the hard way ourselves the magnificent seven summer when we brought in all those players you could see people like Polinio, like he didn't give a shit you know like and the fact we have this team this squad this togetherness like it's it's just so organic it's You know, these lads know they're there. Like you were saying, Raj, they're playing for the shirt. They're playing for the badge. And it matters to them. And you can see it really matters to them. And it's not to say it doesn't matter for players who are being paid big money. You know, it's a facile argument. But it's just, it is different. These lads are all playing for each other. And I know we talk about these bromances and stuff like it's a bit of a laugh. But that shit's really important. You see that, that partnership that, like, Dyer and Ali have on and off the pitch. And that's echoed throughout the squad with so many of our players that it's just it's something very real and it's I don't know I feel like crying like I can't it's yeah. just it's amazing I love supporting this. Well, it's team a great.
0: I wouldn't swap this team for the world. No, it's just, no, it's not one of them. It's just and I I don't care that there are more talented players. I think even but, the
2: weakest members of them contribute what they're supposed to contribute. Yeah, but
0: you you kind of it again it's another unquantifiable thing, but are so many intangible. There's so much intangible value to it. It's a, a team that you can almost reach out and touch. And um, I know we must all we we must bore every other fan base in the country with this stuff. But you know, God, we we've had to put up with some shitty teams. Not in terms of necessarily their ability, but their attitudes and and you know their their mentality towards not only us but playing for the club itself. It's been pretty intolerable for quite a long time. And um, it, yes, yeah, it's just it's alien in a, just a wonderful way. It's brilliant.
2: Um, let's so same. Let's kill it. Let's let's I'd... kill it
0: because it's an extra slice, and um, I want to go and watch
2: some of the bits of that game again. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna just say. I mean, the last time I sort of saw a team who hadn't won anything for a while sort of stumble across this mixture of the right sort of signings. And their own homegrown core was the Rhinos in 2004, and they went on to have 10 years of unprecedented success in a league where other clubs spent more money than they did. And when I, you know, I was talking Jesus, about I've Kevin Saviglio a lot score from today. Yeah, they got absolutely walloped. But you know, how did a, that happen? They've they've got no players. But you know, let's not digress. 56, um,
0: 12 to witness.
2: yeah we've got no hooker and our captain's injured um and things like that but you know um but we'll save that for tomorrow that one yeah yeah. when when you know kevin sinfield started captaining the side when he was 23 and you know um they all came through together and they were teenagers essentially they could have all gone to other places for more money but decided to stay together for less money because it's a salary cap sport and that's what that 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 want to win together is what I see replicated at Spurs and having experienced it in one sport and I think there are, there are a few things that are transferable between sports but I think the the sort of psychology of winning is something that you know it works all the time there's a reason that Sir Alex Ferguson gives management lectures at Harvard it's because those skills are things that work no matter what you're doing and I think that's something that I can see reflect in today's Tottenham Hotspur side um that they're doing things that people don't expect them to do because there's just a greater level of unity there than yeah. there is elsewhere.
0: Uh, on it, yeah, I on fucking
1: the... love Pochettino.
0: Oh, uh, guys, on a on a, on a on a fun end point, uh, guess who the uh, guest summariser is on Match the Day 2 tonight?
1: Please just say, get... see him right.
0: Oh, better, mate. Much better. Think think more hated. What is that? No, obviously not. Tim Sherwood.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be watching bankrupt Spurs' feed with uh, with interest.
2: Right, I think that's that's about us done. It's a nice 40, 45 minutes or whatever <laughs> we wanna call it. Yeah, we'll we'll let how long have you been on the uh the, the bike now, Jack, or have you moved?
1: I've jumped off now, I did my forty minutes on the bike and I'm uh, gonna go pump some pump some iron now, bro. <laughs>
2: You you go and lift those fives, mate. Don't don't give yourself a hernia. Um, Seb, yes. anything planned for the evening? You're gonna give yourself a hot towel, wash down, and sit on down on the uh, sofa. sadly,
0: I got work to do. I got some columns to do tomorrow, so I'm gonna. I I, I don't really want to do them at all because I just want
2: to. Oh, I've, I've managed to. You, read you know what work means, don't you, Raj. Off. It's
1: his, uh, That's aubergine emoji question mark.
2: To yeah. <laughs> <husband and> <laughs> The la- the ladies of Bath are gonna be questioning why he shouts Cain as he <laughs> completes. <laughs> Ericsson. <laughs> uh, that- Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh that's not a thought that I wanted to have, to be honest, but there you go. Brilliant. As dust shoots out from the end of his uh <laughs> member. Um right. Um do you wanna say goodbye, Seb? Bye bye, everyone. Do you wanna say goodbye, Jack? Goodbye, Jack. Uh, do it properly, mate. We're not. It's not fucking soccer AM. <laughs> Whee, lads!
1: Where's the soccer
0: at? Let's get her on. Wee. Yeah, see you later. I said, after, go, the after the week now. you've had, mate, I don't think you can do that.
1: Oh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, no. We'll save that for Tuesday's show. Yeah, we'll,
2: yeah. we'll talk about Jack. That's a whole
1: uh, other beast entirely.
2: <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Yeah, beast is the word, you big misogynist. Right, <laughs> um... We'll uh, we'll see you midweek. Uh, to <laughs>